This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 for 12.50 a.m. The Fan with you here. Another edition of Curd and Long. And uh, normally we talk about the Green Bay Packers, Ryan Horvath and myself. However, with NCAA tournament stuff going on and other commitments for Ryan Horvath with BetMGM tonight, the show that he hosts uh, during the week. He needed last Friday off, and he needs uh, this Friday off today as we're recording it. And I decided, uh, instead of just doing a normal Packer podcast like we've done uh, for all the rest of them, when we talk NFL draft, we talk about the Aaron Rodgers saga, there's been no update on either one of those since we last recorded. I figured it is called Curd and Long, right? So Curd and Long you know, we mean, wanted to mean Packers, but I, I wanted to change it up just for this one podcast. Maybe we'll do it again as we get closer to the fall. But for this podcast, I wanted to kind of focus on the Wisconsin Badgers. Something uh, a little bit different. And not just Badger football, but we are going to get to Badger football. I wanted to start off talking about Badger basketball, if you'd be so nice to uh, entertain me uh, with a little Badger basketball talk. Because there is some news uh, there uh, that I, I want to dive into. So, first off, they get to the semifinal of the NIT and they lose to North Texas. And Badger fans, I think, for the most part, happy that they were able to make that run in the NIT. Uh, probably thought that they would have won the NIT, I think, or at least got into the uh, finals of the NIT, but they come up short. They can't score for like the last, what, eight minutes of the game. They didn't have a field goal or something stupid like that, nine minutes of the game. Uh, and I, I I thought they were going to win. I mean, they were up comfortably. And then North Texas was starting to make the run. I'm like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. The Badgers are going to score here, and, and that'll be the end of North Texas, and they'll move on. And that obviously wasn't the case. Then after that game is done, you go to social media, uh, if you weren't on social media already, and you start looking at people talking about the Badgers. And immediately it is, well, they need guys that can create their own shot off the dribble. That's what they need. They don't have any guys that can create their own shot. And if they had guys that create their own shot, they'd be all set. I disagree, folks. 
Yeah, you're right that they need guys that can create their own shots. Sure, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, like a Johnny Davis or somebody, who, by the way, uh, is back in the NBA again. Very nice to see him. Uh, sure, yeah, I, okay, I'll give you that. But they also don't have guys that can knock down the three-pointers consistently either. I mean, that's also an issue. If you had guys that were knocked down three-point shooters, you wouldn't get into eight-minute funks where you couldn't hit a shot. And that is an issue as well. Listen, and I I hate to do this and be the bearer of bad news. It's not a good roster, folks. It's just not a good roster. Now, has there been development of guys? Yes. Stephen Crowell has developed tremendously. And that is that goes to the coaching staff for helping to develop him, and they deserve all the credit in the world. Uh, hopefully they'll put some more muscle on him, get him a little bit more thicker, get his legs a little bit stronger, and he'll have an even better year next year for sure. When we talk about college sports and we talk about coaches in college sports and why should a coach be let go in a college sport versus why should a coach be let go in a pro sport? And say in a pro sport, let's say you're talking about Matt LaFleur of the Packers, right? Well, Matt LaFleur of the Packers is only going to be as good as the talent given to him by the general manager of the team, in this case, Brian Gutekunst. If Brian Gutekunst trades Aaron Rodgers, and now he has Jordan Love, and if Jordan Love isn't that good, or not as good as Aaron Rodgers, should the standard be the same for the Packers as there was for Aaron Rodgers? If you're Craig Council, and you're the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, and your payroll is $108 million or $110 million, and I haven't looked at the top payroll in baseball, but say the top payroll in baseball is like $250 million or something like that, or $300 million. There's nothing credit council can do to control that. Credit council has no control uh, in an arbitration hearing of saying bad things about Corbin Burns to his face. Got no saying that whatsoever. No, not a part of it. Not his deal. He's got to try and repair the fence, try and build the bridge back up when Corbin Burns ends up in that clubhouse for the next couple of years. But that's not his deal. He can only do so much with that. Mike Boonholzer is at the mercy of John Horst, right? And Peter Fagan and those guys, the front office of the Milwaukee Bucks, they trade for Jake or they go get Jay Crowder in a trade. Hopefully, Jay Crowder fits into the locker room and everything works out. They go get Joe Ingles. Hopefully, that works out. But he has to play with what he has. Now, good organizations, you have. The coach and the general manager or the owner, if that's who's making the decisions, like Jerry Jones or Al Davis back in the day or whatever. Hopefully, you're having those conversations together and you're getting on the same page of what type of players you want on your team. Something that if we go back to Ted Thompson uh, days uh, as general manager of the Green Bay Packers, that wasn't happening. Ted was just drafting the guys that he thought was you know good football players. And then when you ask him about how he fits into the defense for Dom Capers, he goes, ah, yeah, they're, they're coaches. They'll figure it out. I draft good football players. They figure out how to play once they have them. That drove me nuts. Totally nuts. Drove me crazy. So that's how the pro game works, right? In college, you are your own general manager. You are the person that is going to be out there recruiting these kids. And... More times than not, they're going to come play for you. 
Now, there may be instances where they want to come play for the position coach. Maybe that's recruiting them more than it's about you. It's the guy, the position coach that's recruiting them. Sometimes that does happen. But a lot of times, it's about coming to play for the head coach. And then the head coach being able to develop that talent and get the most out of the talented kid that he went out and recruited. Because, again, he is acting as the general manager or the owner of his team. So you're recruiting to how you want your offense to look. Whether that's football, whether that's basketball or baseball or hockey or whatever. You are your own general manager. You're the lead recruiting guy. You're the one that goes in goes in most times and closes the deal with mom and dad or closes the deal with the kid, uh, and normally you're the reason why they come. Sometimes it could be assistant coach. Sometimes it could be the education at the university. I feel like more and more that's not the case anymore. But either way. So when we talk about Greg Gard for the University of Wisconsin, I hear a lot of, oh, anybody that asked for Greg Gard to be fired ought to be ashamed of yourself. He just won the Big Ten last year. Like, just leave him alone. You're so out of touch. Quit, quit, quit having high expectations and stuff. It's only one bad year. Give him a break. Now, I have a, a couple of different theories on this, right? A couple. A, I think there are a lot of people that get down and love themselves Greg Gard because they either have a relationship with Greg Gard, they've had an interaction with Greg Gard, and they love him. They like him. Good dude, nice dude. I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Greg Gard through relationships. Now, you had all that locker room stuff. That's different. I'm just saying normal Joes or media members that cover the team or whatever, like everybody loves them some Greg Gard. Everybody's down with Greg Gard. So that's part of it. But what has to be decided by Chris McIntosh, the athletic director at the University of Wisconsin is, are you going to hold your basketball program to the same standard that you hold your football program to? That really is what has to be determined here. Because if the standard is going to be compete for championships in basketball, he's not your guy, folks. I mean, he's, he's not your guy. I don't care if he's a nice guy or not. I don't care if he had, took first place in the Big Ten last year or not. I went and looked because I was curious about Greg Gard and his postseason. Greg Gard, NIT semifinals this year. Greg Gard last year won a game in the tournament, and they lost the next round. The year before that, Greg Gard went to the tournament, and uh, the Badgers won a game and got beat again. The year before that, there was no NCAA tournament. It was COVID. The year before that, they lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. The year before that, 2017-18, they were not in the tournament or the NIT. 2016-2017, his second year, so still some Bo Ryan players. NCAA Sweet 16, 2015-16, Bo Ryan players. Again, NCAA Sweet 16. So he was head coach four years as of his fourth year. It would have been the 18-19 season. Since that season, he's never gotten out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. And since that fourth year, he's missed the tournament. His fourth year at Wisconsin. Actually, his third year at Wisconsin, he missed the tournament. His fourth year, he was bounced in the first round. No tournament. Bounced uh, in the second game. Bounced in the second game. And then the NIT. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is not Mike Krzyzewski. This is not Patino. None of these guys. His record with his players, yeah, you're a tournament team that can't get out of the first round when they're his kids. That's a problem. If, if we're talking about championships for the basketball program too. If that's what we're talking about, he's not your guy. He hasn't shown the ability to recruit and coach at that level at any point. Bo Ryan won at Platteville. Bo Ryan quickly flipped Milwaukee in the brief time that he was there. Came here and won here as well. Track record of winning and success. I don't believe Greg Gard has that. And to me, if it's about championships, you got to start thinking about moving on. I mean, that is what it is. Uh, Jordan Davis, Johnny Davis's brother, enters the transfer portal. Says, eh, I'm good. See you later. I'm out of here. I'm going to go play somewhere else. Now, I don't know if Jordan Davis is going to go somewhere else and play really well or not. I have no idea. He may go somewhere else, sit on the bench, play 10, 12 minutes a game, and it won't be any different than what he has at Wisconsin. Could be. But if Jordan Davis goes somewhere else and plays really well, then everybody's going to look at Greg Gard and go, well, what happened? Now, I've watched Jordan Davis many a times. He's not Johnny Davis, in my opinion. I don't disagree with Greg how Greg Gard handled the deal. But now that this transfer portal is opening up and you've got all these players switching schools, these guys are going to want to have to come play for Greg Gard if you're going to have a quick turnaround. If you look at the football program, Kids wanted to play for Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator at Wisconsin, and that offense. They wanted to play for Luke Fickle, the head coach, because of relationships, because of relationships they've heard from other players that played at Cincinnati or that knew Fickle at Ohio State from different adults and so forth. All of this helped them in the transfer portal in a big way. Luke Fickle was the head guy getting these guys to come in, him and Phil Longo. They stepped up their social media campaign in a huge way on the football side of things. They had billboards recruiting for football. Times Square, Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, all over Wisconsin. All about recruiting. Now, that money has to come from somewhere, and I'm not an idiot. I do realize that football is, you know, the cash cow at any Division I school. And they are the first priority among sports, and then after that is men's basketball uh, and whatever order comes after that. So I get it. I'm not saying they have to spend the same amount of money, but what I am saying is you have to have a coach in place that kids want to play for. If you look at Marquette, and you look at Wojciechowski, that was there. He was a very good recruiter at Duke. A very gritty, fun player to watch, slapping the basketball floor, right, for Duke. Can't stand it, but either way. Then he had to recruit for himself. 
And he had some decent recruiting classes. You want to know what the problem was? One very good in-game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really a great in-game coach. No siree. That cost him. They couldn't do anything. They weren't very good at all. And that went on way too long before they decided to be done with him and go make a play for somebody else. Now, again, the difference is at Marquette, Badger basket or Marquette basketball is their number one priority because they don't have a football program. So that is where their resources go. That's where all their booster money is going is into basketball. But folks, I could pretty much guarantee you if you took a poll of high school kids, juniors and seniors, if you do the Luke Fickle uh, 300-mile radius of that's where your recruiting should come from, that's what he says for the Badger football program. If you did a, a high school poll of all those kids, who would you rather play for, Shaka Smart or Greg Gard? They're going to take Shaka Smart. A majority of those kids will take Shaka Smart because of how they play the game of basketball. That will be the deciding factor. And there are more and more programs that play the style of basketball that Marquette plays now with Shaka Smart than what we watch with Greg Gard in Wisconsin. Right? You still got Tony Bennett sending his ways at Virginia. and So you still got some of these guys. But for the most part, it it looks a lot more like what Marquette does. So if you're going to sit here as a university and say, I want to get my football program fixed to where they're in the playoff every year and I don't got to worry about that, then I'll come look at basketball. If that's the theory, okay, I can hear that. But if it's about championships for basketball, Greg Gard's not the answer. Not, not by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I don't care who you are listening to this. You are not going to convince me otherwise. Since he's had his own kids, they have not done a thing. He's never gotten out of the first round with his kids. Not Bo Ryan's kids the first two years. I got sweet 16s. Not those guys that came to play for Bo and that ended up with Greg Gard. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guys that came to play for Greg Gard head coach. They've never gotten out of the first weekend, folks. So is it about the NCAA tournament or is it about winning the Big Ten once? So really, at the end of the day, what is it? Actually, twice, I believe he won the Big Ten. Twice he's won uh, the Big Ten. Tied for first twice. So is that what it's about or is it about advancing in the NCAA tournament? For me, it's about advancing in the NCAA tournament. For me, on the college football side of things, it's about getting into the damn college football playoff, especially now that you're actually going to expand the college football playoff. Now the expectations are and better be year in and year out for this Badger team to be right there in that that playoff. And maybe you're not in it every year, but three of every five years, I think that, that would be a goal I'd have if I was Chris McIntosh. Give yourself a chance to go compete for a national championship. That's what you want. Luke Fickle and these guys in the Badger football side talk about they're here to win a championship, win championships. All the coaches talk about it. The recruiting guys, Jesse Temple has done a really good job almost every day doing Badger stuff uh, for the athletic. The re- he did a piece on the recruiting side of things. They talk about winning championships. The guys that are helping out on the recruiting side. Badger Extra does a million pieces. Those guys over there with Paul Zine and Bartholomew uh, and, and Jake, all, all of those guys do a great job over there. Kokorowski, 
I mean, it's amazing. A lot of Badger coverage. But where is championship talk on the basketball side? Haven't had it since Bo Ryan. Nope, have not. And you're not going to have it, I don't believe, with Greg Gard going forward. Because I don't think he's going to be able to bring enough in the transfer portal in high-impact talent to ever push his team over. And unless there are a couple of high-end basketball players in this state that have always dreamed about playing for the Badgers, regardless of who's coaching or whatever else, and commit and go be that guy, it's never going to change. Sam Decker wanted to be a Badger. Like, that was a thing. Kaminsky was an Illinois guy. I don't think Frank Kaminsky was dreaming about being a Badger. And Kaminsky, that was pure being coached up. He wasn't very good his first year. Oh, or his second year, I don't think. He was getting better his second year. He really didn't take off till later. But So, again, I think, personally, I'm with the fans. If I'm Chris McIntosh, I'm considering a change. It's too late now. All these guys got jobs. But this next year, coach, I better get a sweet 16, buddy. Because if there's no sweet 16, we're done. We're out of here. Maybe you don't tell him that exact way because he'd probably be pissed off and want to quit or something. And again, at the end of the day, would that really be that bad? Probably not. But either way, that that would be my expectation. Sweet 16 or bust. Either you figure out how to get out of the first weekend of the tournament with your own guys next year, or we're going to go in a different direction. That would be my mentality going forward. Now, the Badger football program, on the other hand, let's talk about those guys for a second. Because I don't know how, if you're a Badger football fan, and I would think a majority of us are, how you are not fired up about this Badger football program at this point in time. I mean, I seriously am looking at Badger stuff darn near every single day. I'm looking for any Badger article I can find to read one way or the other. I'm all about it all the time. Uh, and Zach Helprin, uh, who also is another big guy, works at The Zone uh, in Madison, uh, does a, a good podcast called The Camp uh, underscore Wisconsin. Uh, highly recommend. Very, very good. Knows his stuff. Uh, the third practice, he said some guys that stood out in this practice. And again, guys, look at here are some more transfer guys, right? Tanner Mordecai, who is going to be your starting quarterback this year. It's going to be one year. He's only got one year of eligibility left, right? Comes from SMU. One year. He's going to come in and run this spread, wild, crazy offense, air raid offense that Longo wants to run. And one of the other guys that stands out? Will Pauling, where is he from? The University of Cincinnati and came over with the head coach, Luke Fickle. A couple of the guys that are standing out at this point. Other guys have just made big improvements from last year, like Chris Brooks Jr. He's had a couple of great practices to this point and continues to make really good catches, uh, practice in and practice out, and there was no really no talk about him at all coming into this spring practice of being a guy to keep your eye on. This Badger football program is clearly headed in the right direction. Then you read some of the other reports about the way that they are playing. Trestle, the new defensive coordinator, uh, the way the safeties are playing with inside this new defense and how much of a huge impact uh, is probably expected out of this safety core. Because they're probably going to play three safeties at once, it sounds like. So watch out for the Badger defense. And through three days of practice, so far as we record this, the Badger defense appears to be ahead of the Badger offense a little bit. The Badger offense will pick up, and they'll figure things out. There's there's more of a, I, I would say, a radical change on offense 
from what they ran in the past, obviously, to what they're going to be expected to run now. Versus the defense, they were running a 3-4. There'll be a slight change in how the personnel lined up and so forth. Uh, but for the most part, it'll be a little bit closer to what they were running versus what this offense is expected to do. I mean, the way the offensive linemen line up, that's going to be different. Uh, the way they run the football, there's going to be a lot more running out of the shotgun uh, going forward. They didn't run out of the shotgun hardly at all before under Paul Chris. A lot of it was snap the football, hand off and go. Fullback, not really a thing in the air raid offense. Not really a thing. Tight ends, they're still going to need the tight end to, to be a factor, and we'll see you know, who steps up uh, and does well. Uh, and Jack uh, Aschenbach uh, had a nice practice, spring practice number three, according to Zach Helbern, uh, on his Twitter account. So we'll see how that goes. The Badgers football program, because people keep asking me, and Sparky, what are your expectations for this program? And what I'm hearing a lot of through social media is, expectations of a Big Ten conference title game. Like, expectations are win the West. And that is where everybody is at. Now, we don't know how much of a transition and how quickly the transition will happen for Nebraska. Nebraska made a really good hire. Matt Rule is a great hire. No, maybe it didn't work out in the National Football League, but he's rebuilt enough college football programs in rather quick order by year two or year three that maybe it doesn't happen this year, but at some point here, Matt Rule is going to have Nebraska turn around and it's going to be Nebraska again like Nebraska was. And that is something to be, uh, I guess, fearful of a little bit. But with expansion on the horizon uh, and more than likely uh, these divisions going away and it just being a stacked list uh, once USC and UCLA get here, uh, it's going to make things interesting, especially from a scheduling perspective of who you get year in and year out. Because I could really see going forward in the next few years where you know, right now, you get the, the Badgers schedule, and this is what you want to know. Do the Badgers play Ohio State, right? And do the Badgers play home or away against Ohio State? Do the Badgers play Michigan? Is it home or away against Michigan? Those are the two teams. And Michigan State was that team. It doesn't appear they are anymore, but they were there for a little while. So it's Michigan and Ohio State, okay? This is going to change. I'm here to tell you. Because what it's going to be when you get the schedule now in college football in the Big Ten, do we play the Badgers? Is it home or away? Do we play Michigan? Is it home or away? Do we play Ohio State? Is it home or away? Do we play Notre or not Notre Dame? Nebraska? Is it home or away? Do we play USC? Is it home or away? There is going to be five legit programs that I think are going to be national powers, all residing and the Big Ten football conference with 100 teams. Very funny that it's still the Big Ten. Either way, that is going to be something. And if at some point Notre Dame ends up in the Big Ten, that'll be six potential national power-type programs in football that every year are going to be in the playoff, knocking on the door of the playoff, or knocking on the door of a championship. This football conference is going to be bananas. And at some point soon, I would think, Kirk Ferentz is going to be out of Iowa, and they're going to have to make a change in Iowa. And depending on who they hire, maybe that puts Iowa back on the map. I'm not quite sure how much longer Pat Fitzgerald is going to last at uh, Northwestern. And, and Northwestern, ain't that a funny thing about Northwestern? You talk about all this NIL money 
that obviously the Badgers are putting together with their Badger Collective and all these business people and all these graduates and so forth are putting together money. You think about all the people of influence that graduated from Northwestern University and all the money those graduates have, and you're telling me that Northwestern can't be players at a higher level than they have been in the past? Now that you can use NIL money? If Notre Dame can be a player at a high level with their education standards, and they do have education standards, don't get me wrong, then why can't Northwestern be at that level with the amount of money they should be able to throw at potential athletes to come in and play college football or college basketball? If I was a Northwestern person, I'd be hot to trot. Like, why aren't we among the very best when it comes to INIL money and throwing at guys to come in here and do something? They should be way more competitive than they are now that the NIL money is a real thing. So, as a Badger fan, if, in my opinion, Paul Chris would have stayed, the Badgers would have fallen way behind before this whole thing was said and over. And if this thing would have been Jim Leonard, I think you have a question mark. I don't know. He very well may have been amazing as a head coach and with NIL and rallying the troops and doing all this stuff. But this is what I do know. The Luke Fickle hire, before he's even played a game, is a home run hire. You want to know why? Go, and as I've talked about in the past, go read some of the recruiting, that recruiting piece by Jesse Temple and The Athletic. And the athletes that talk about the difference in how this Badger coaching staff recruited them versus how the previous Badger coaching staff recruited them, about how the previous coaching staff was more old school in their ways of recruiting and how they did things. This current Badger coaching staff is more cutting edge, a lot more social media, the billboards, how they go about talking with the players, and so forth. That's why this was a home run hire. Now, Luke Fickle still has to do it on the football field. They still got to win games. If Luke Fickle ends up winning five games a year, everybody's going to say, wow, that was the most overrated hire in college football history because everybody across the country called it a home run hire for Wisconsin. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. (laughs) No, I don't. I think they'll be very successful. If you could take Cincinnati and go to a playoff, surely you can take Wisconsin and go to a playoff as well, especially knowing that the playoff is going to be expanding in college football. But either way, just from a recruiting aspect, the difference in the two, and when you go back to that Greg Gard conversation earlier in the podcast, I take Greg Gard and I take a more modern approach to how the game of basketball is played today, how recruiting is done today, how all of that is done versus how they're doing it currently. I'm sorry. Odds are you're going to have better results because you're going to have better players. That's just how this is going to work. Badger Football Nation is super excited, super jacked up. Can't wait till we see Wisconsin on the field and what this is going to look like. Badger basketball fans right now are a frustrated fan base watching what they watch this year. Not all of them, but a lot of them are frustrated and are asking for there to be consideration of change, to which they're met with a resounding no. If you go back and look at Greg Gard's numbers, since Greg Gard has had his own guys, not all that great. 
unless you consider tournament appearances the standard. If the standard at Wisconsin is just being the NCAA tournament and you get a good win, okay, that's cool. But the standard is just get there. If that's your standard as a Badger fan, then Greg Gard's been great because he keeps getting you there. But if your standard is Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, occasional Final Four, doesn't appear he's your guy to be the basketball coach at the University of Wisconsin. That'll do it for another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky, Fight for Following Solo, Flying Solo, a special Badger edition. We'll be back to talking Packer football when Ryan Horvath and I record again on Monday. Have a good weekend, y'all. Toodles.